episode 252, Avengers Infinity War. Welcome to Level 7. A podcast about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's a magical place. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Welcome to Level 7. And why is it special? It's because we finally saw it. Ten years in the making. And we only get part and one. <laughs> but eleven years in the making, we'll get the ending. Here we are. It's me, Ben. Ben Avery. I'm here with my friend, Agent Samantha. Hello. And my other friend, Agent Stewart. Hello. And Agent Samantha, sounds like you're in your normal place at home, huh? Yes. Yeah. And guess what? I'm sitting in my office chair in my I guess you would call it a study. You could call it a man cave or I like to call it just the mess of pop culture stuff. But uh, <laughs> I am not surrounded by nearly as much pop culture, I think, as Agent Stewart. Am I correct? I I am not surrounded by all that pop culture at this exact moment. Oh, okay. but it is very near me. OK, um, very near me. Yes, you are at the home of Marvel, uh- right? I'm at the home of Marvel and uh, and and the Disney the Disney yes I'm d- I'm down in sunny Florida it is um, uh, too hot for my liking but you know that's what I get <laughs> for living in the North Pole and uh, and but yes we've had a great time um, I was able to see uh, Infinity War on opening night at the Disney Springs awesome theater with a bunch of a bunch of people in the in the in the movie theater that were all Disney fans, because um, you know who else is going to go to the AMC dine in at Disney Springs, but <laughs> people who are Disney fans, and yeah, I guess people who also live in Florida. But right, right. Uh, but yeah, so so that was a good that was a good theater experience. I'm sure we'll talk about it in a little bit, or we can talk about it right now. Uh, sure, great. I mean, I'll talk about yeah. it. Right now. Yeah, <laughs> go for it. So so. It, I I don't think I've ever seen. Well, first off, I don't think anybody's ever seen a movie quite like this before. Um, this was an exceptionally made movie. Um, but secondly, my theater experience—I didn't go with anybody, and I had to sit next to people I didn't know, which made me nervous because I don't do that very well. Uh, but they all laughed and they all booed and they all gasped at all of the right moments and all at the same time and then the best thing about it was when this okay so the credits are rolling nobody got up not a single person got out of their seat and walked out no one did anything oh so everybody was talking blah 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 blah, 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 blah. and then and then like the the infinity war title card came up and it was like Shh, quiet shut up quiet Shh. and the side the theater got silent pin drop thing goes away nothing happens oh my god come on and then nobody got up again <laughs> everybody stayed still until the very end and the lights came up i was like marvel you have taught us well yeah <laughs> trained us well yeah and we're still we will have so, spoilers yeah, was, in a moment was- but um i was amazed that you had to sit through all the credits to get to the the end credit thing the way you're supposed to do it. 
Boom. <laughs> mm-hmm. You were amazed, Ben? I was amazed that it's, there's just movie ends, credits roll, here's the scene. Instead of movie ends, credits roll a little bit, here's the scene, credits roll again, and then maybe there's another one at the end or maybe not. But and um, a joke scene. Yeah, the, the joke one, like the Grandmaster you know, right. oh, hey, the, the revolution was a success. And as the leader, he had to overthrow. <laughs> that makes it a success. But And dinosaurs um, walked. I mean, wrong Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, uh, Samantha, what was your uh, theater, uh, theater experience? Very similar. I will usually when I go, I went on Thursday night and I was there at seven. Well, I had the 7 p.m. show. Usually for an MCU film, I get there about half an hour early, and I did th- did that this time. And when I walked in, it was like 90% full. Usually I'm one of the first people there when I do that. And I was shocked that I had a hard time finding a seat. And like Stuart, I had to sit next to strangers. I was nervous <laughs> because I have a big old purse. <laughs> and, and I'm always afraid somebody's just going to walk by and swipe it. Um People stayed in their seat. They only talked. They did not talk when the movie was going, except for maybe laughing, uh, gasping in surprise, booing, etc., cheering. um, And people did talk during while the credits were rolling. Um, And then when the end credit scene came on, everybody was quiet again and cheered at the very end. And we will talk about that later. Yes, we will. Uh, and my theater experience was I was in Atlanta, Georgia for my conference that I've talked about. I did not have to steal the church van. Instead, we all went together. Good. Yeah. yeah. Good. Um, which was funny on the way there. I mean, we, you and I almost crossed paths, Stuart. We almost had the opportunity to maybe like see each other face to face if I had, you know, coordinated things, but you were traveling as well. Right? I don't know how I would have reacted to that. <laughs> well, I mean, yes, we were, we drove down. Yeah. So anyway, it was, we were closer than we've yes. ever been, uh, physically speaking, um, in that we were probably you know, within 30 yes. miles of each other at one point, but anyway, wow. um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I w- went to the, the theater, I was sitting with coworkers and on one side I had a super fan who along with me loves the, the Marvel cinematic universe. And on the other side, I had someone who just, you know, just not all that interested, but he saw a few of them, you know, he saw Iron Man. He saw a couple other ones. Uh, one funny thing I will say is at one point, the fan who is sitting on my right leans over to me and says, is he looking up the the, the scores for the game? And I was like, I don't, I don't know what he's looking at. And I look over and he was looking at uh, IMDb uh, for the for for Infinity War and, and just trying to figure out as he went along on his phone, trying to look up uh who these different characters were and, and the different things were that were showing up on the screen. <laughs> so um, I asked him afterward if he felt lost and he said he didn't feel lost. Uh, he felt like there was enough context for the characters as they kept popping up that even characters he wasn't familiar with, he, he was able to figure out kind of who they were, do, who they were and what they were doing and, and you know, that, uh, the powers and stuff like that. So good. Cause that's a question I had as well. Yeah. Yeah. I was really curious about that. Um, so I think for our conversation here, we have, not spoil anything yet, but we will be spoiling everything. Um, well, I say everything. There's a lot to spoil. Uh, I was talking to my comic shop owners uh, yesterday, and, and they were saying 
they hadn't seen it yet. And I was like, I don't know how you're going to do that dance between now and Monday when you, when you can finally get away to see it. They got free comic book day coming up next Saturday though. And it's, yeah, I don't know how they're going to do that dance. And, and so they, they're, they've got a plan and they're going to ask people to be nice and nothing's been spoiled for them yet, which is awesome. But there are so many things in this movie it's like every scene is a spoiler. I don't think there's any way to talk about this movie without some form of spoiler coming out of your mouth because every single thing with all these characters yeah. is, is kind of a spoiler. So, yeah. Um, in our conversation on the Facebook messenger, if you notice every time the movie came up, I just added a gif and it was kind of like a very vague response. Cause I was, you know, you guys know me, I am terrible for accidentally dropping spoilers and I really did not want to drop a single spoiler for you guys, especially Stuart, because he had to wait another 24 hours after us. <laughs> and I, and I would like to, to publicly acknowledge Samantha's restraint. Um, I was sending her text messages from uh, wherever I was, Holly Tower of Terror going. So, uh, <laughs> what? So I really don't want to know actually everything, but um, I want to know something. And she's like, Come on, really? You're gonna you're gonna ask me to spill the beans? Come on, I'm I'm disappointed in you. So good <laughs> job, you Samantha. Oh, you're welcome. And and at one point he's like, I can read between the lines, and I'm like, I have said nothing, nothing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I'll say this: I was surprised a lot. There was so many things that happened that just completely and utterly surprised me. And there was. Oh, that's yeah. that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I think it was wonderful that this movie was completely and utterly unspoiled for me. Uh, the trailers, even the stuff in the trailers didn't really spoil anything. No, and the stuff in the trailers was um, was actually misleading. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. As oh. to where things happened and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, let's and there's one, one shot thing. I can. Oh, go ahead, Samantha. I was going to say, let's set a one thing from the trailer. There was a shot where uh, Captain America, Vision, and uh, who else was in that shot that was walking? There oh, was wait, a... wait, stop. no, you need to not talk about this right now. Oh and no, okay, yeah, yeah. okay. Again, I am terrible for not sharing spoilers, but um, yeah, <laughs> w- there was online confusion about when the. Spoiler was released about who was behind Captain America. Oh, oh, and, yeah, yeah. And I thought it was one person because I did some, you know, uh, some searching and looking at other characters, and I was wrong because <laughs> I thought it was a w- uh, one particular character, and it was another character. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, uh, there was so much going on, so many, so much speculation. I feel like. Even the speculation didn't spoil things. It actually, um, because so much speculation was just wrong. Uh, There were some things that I guessed would happen, um, but that's just because I've been alive for 42 years and I've seen like hundreds of movies. And so I know things (laughs) and how things are going to work. So if you've watched movies before, you're going to figure out some of the stuff that's going to happen. But that ending, we will get to it. Oh, we will get to it. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we're going to talk spoilers very soon here. Um, and then the way we're going to do it is we're just going to go, kind of go through the characters and just kind of talk about their arc and, um, what we thought about what they did in the movie. And, and then, um, 
we'll talk about that ending. We'll also talk about the post-credit ending. But uh, quickly, I, we have to start here. Did you like the movie? Stuart, yes. go. Oh, Samantha, go. <laughs> <laughs> Heck yes. <laughs> Stuart? Uh, absolutely. I think it's it, it, it's definitely rising in my in my top movies. I don't know if it beats out Civil War or uh, Winter Soldier yet, but it's definitely going up there. I really want to see it again, and I really want to see it in the theater again, which is not something I typically get from, from MCU movies. So, um, I, I yes. Absolutely, yes. I think this is a great film. All right. For those of you keeping score at home, um, wait a minute. My list didn't get updated. <gasps> no. Okay. Well, it doesn't matter because uh, I could update it <laughs> here. Uh, but Captain America Winter Soldier is my number one movie and still is. Black Panther, still number two. Doctor Strange, still number three. This is where I don't know. I think that I I think I put it in at number six. So Civil War, Avengers Age of Ultron, and then this. But I'm looking at my list right now at that top line, and I'm thinking this might even go to number four for me. So it'd be Winter Soldier, Black Panther, Doctor Strange, and then this. Um, I'm thinking it might go to two for me. <laughs> Winter number- Soldier, this. Okay. Yeah. But I haven't officially ranked them all on my letterboxd account that i don't have (laughs) that you don't have that's why you haven't done it It makes makes a good reason Um, yeah (laughs) and samantha i know you love ranking things so if you would please uh um i wouldn't i would definitely put this up there as one of the best movies the problem is is that you also have to see a lot of other movies before you see this one uh, so I would say for, if I was going to rank, let's just make it easier. If I were to rank the MCU movies that we've seen so far this year, it's just, it's somewhere just below Black Panther. Okay. So I think Black Panther is still a better film, but I think that's just because it's a standalone. Okay, cool. Yeah. Whereas this, this is the next chapter in the MCU. It. It is at that. And yes. now for me, one of the reasons why this gets such a high place, it probably would be, I don't know, it, it, it might even be as low as 10 or 11, uh, right in the middle. But for me, and I think this is where we're going to start with our spoilers, the thing that causes this movie to really rise above is the villain. Oh, yes. And so from here on out, Stuart, Samantha, you are free to spoil. Listeners, okay. Listeners, you are free to be spoiled. Or I, we're just assuming, though, if you're listening to this, you have seen the movie. And I've already heard from a couple people asking when this episode is coming because they just <laughs> saw the movie and they want to listen to podcasts about it. Um, and so we are. Yes, we are wanting to get our podcast about it out there. But um, that's one of the things that that I really did and missed out on this movie was being able to like immediately record right after I saw it <laughs> because I want to talk about it. We need to talk about it. So, yes. yeah. So, well, we're talking about it. Uh, Thanos. Thanos is the best MCU villain now. I yes. think I think for me, it goes Thanos and then um, Purple Man. Uh, from oh, yeah. Jessica oh, yeah. Jones and then uh, 
Killmonger from Black Panther. Like that's kind of my Vulture's not in there anywhere because Vulture is an amazing villain. He would probably be number four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, And Killmonger, I'm not sure how long Killmonger is going to stay up there. Uh, I am going to try and take my kids to see Black Panther this week. Actually, tomorrow, planning to see this movie again with my kids. And then (laughs) Thursday or Friday or Thursday, uh, there's a theater that's still showing Black Panther. Right. It's, it's, It's not the theater I normally go to. It's the one with the reclining seats that I don't fit well because my legs, my legs just don't fit those reclining seats well. But um, I'm, I'm thinking I'll take my kids to see Black Panther. And I feel bad because I wish that they could see Shuri in Black Panther before they see her in this. But, oh, well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, M- Melissa wants to see this, too. And I so I think when we get back, we will try to schedule a time to go to sneak away and go see it. Because I definitely need to see it again. Um you know, being in a theater with so many people who are laughing at all the right moments and, and gasping at all the right moments, you miss the you miss some things. I don't think it, I don't yeah. feel like I missed everything. I don't feel like I missed anything important, but I do feel like you know there was a joke that I couldn't hear or whatever. So, want to see it again? Yeah, there there actually I there were two jokes where I was just like, oh, what they say because people were laughing at the right? previous joke. <laughs> And then, yeah. then they're laughing at the other one. I'm like, how do they hear that? I couldn't hear it. <laughs> oh, well. I'm getting old. Where's my horn in my ear? <laughs> <laughs> I had the same problem. And I was in a cor- I was stuck like on the end of a row in a corner. So I I thought that my problem was the speakers were not directly pointed in my direction. So uh, but now right. I know it wasn't just me. <laughs> so well, it could so have been, but it could have been, yeah. Yeah, Thanos. I, I mean, here's the deal. This guy has reasons, and he is wrong. He is dead wrong in what he is doing, but you can't argue his motivation. It's there. Oh, no. And He wants to bring peace to the universe. Yeah. Yeah, he wants to save the universe. And to save the universe, he has to destroy part of the universe. And he's willing to give it all up that end tag little thing with uh, baby Gamora. And she says, did you do it? What did it cost? And he says it cost everything. And he's, he's made the sacrifice. He has sacrificed everything. Um, I don't know where you go from here with that, but this movie, I read, a, this is the one thing that I kind of went and spoiled about is that this movie was made as a Thanos movie. Like that's how the, the Russo brothers were kind of looking at it. And if you look at it as this movie is Thanos's movie, we're watching a movie that is specifically about a villain. And that's why he's first on the list is to give us time to talk about this. Um, this is his origin movie. You know, they, I heard people saying, yeah, they have this movie where the characters just show up and it's not an origin movie and they just show up and you don't have any context. And, uh, but they've built it up for 18 movies in 10 years. No, this is a origin movie. This is a Thanos origin movie. And this is his story. And it begins with him and it ends with him. And it begins with him trying hard to do what he's going to do. And it ends with him succeeding and sitting and um, sitting down, uh, watching the sunrise in a grateful universe. It's his movie. Quote, unquote. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's absolutely. It is. Yeah, you're movie. right. Well, Go ahead. I- 
what I liked about it was that it was still his movie, but at the same time, there was 18 movies. <laughs> is this 18 or 19? This is number 19. 19. This is number nine. Okay. Yeah. So there's 18 movies ahead of it where you did have, if you had seen it, these characters showing up without any context and you were right there, you know, especially someone who'd watched them all previously, right? This year, you know, since January, if you were right there, right on it, you didn't miss a beat. And so I really did appreciate that. And that allowed you to sort of dive into what Thanos's story is Mm -hmm. and not have to worry about, Oh, who's that guy? And who's this guy? Yeah. So, And, and there was enough backstory given to the other characters. So that if you didn't, like if you didn't see the Thor movies, you could kind of figure out what was going on as as the story went on. There's only mm-hmm. one there's only one movie out of those eighteen that does not directly feed into this movie. Ant Man? Ant Man. Yeah. Yeah. It does not and directly I, feed into this movie. And I'm wondering if Ant Man and the Wasp is gonna be Avengers. 3.25. I'm okay. We could talk about this now then uh, quickly. Uh, my guess for Avengers and the Wasp is that they're going to have, it's going to be their own thing. Hawkeye might show up for a little bit because they're on house arrest together, but um, they, it's going to end with, I, I would even expect their post credit to be like half the people disappearing. And, oh and, yeah. So you think it's, it's going to end coinciding with, um, with a, uh, What's up? Yeah. I, with Infinity War? Or it might even end with all that happening and, and uh, Ant-Man connecting with Hawkeye. You know, and so maybe Hawkeye doesn't show up until the post-credit. And then they're both in in Avengers 4. Mm-hmm. But I, I wonder, you know, it's just, just going to be its own adventure. And then the way that Ant-Man connects into this greater tapestry of leading up into Infinity War and Avengers 4 is that he's a major part of Avengers 4 as an Avenger. Right. Yeah, I don't... All I speculation. Don't yeah, it's all speculation at this point because, I mean, uh, as we'll get to at the very end, nothing is the same. Nothing is the same. No, no. And it's it, it's intensely not the same. I mean, it's crazy, right. crazy not the same. Um. But we'll see because it it is possible Ant-Man and the Wasp takes place after this movie. But all the storytelling stuff that happens after the end of this movie is just going to be. I I just can't imagine them saying, yeah, let's just do an adventure story (laughs) that takes place in a world where half humans humans are dead and gone. Right. I mean, and the same with, you know, and again, we'll we'll get to it. But, you know, Captain Marvel, too, after after watching this movie. And and walking out of it going, okay, what does this mean for our show? Get to it, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. What well, is this? Uh, that's our post credit topic, Stuart. And and okay. you've already said you can't be around for for our yeah. feedback and post credits. So Yeah. Sorry. Darn. Sorry. Mm. What does it mean what does it mean for the show? What does it mean for future Netflix stuff? Because I'm assuming like up until now, anything that's been released is fine. What does this mean for Cloak and Dagger? Yeah, well, and what does this mean? Really, it's just the 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 whole entire. I mean, if they don't, oh man, there's just so much. What does it mean? Like, what are they going to do? <laughs> yeah, what does it mean? Is the biggest like question that that everybody's asking right now. 
And once again, you guys are saying everything I was just thinking. <laughs> but I, I do want to bring up another thing about um, Thanos as a, as a villain. Uh, ben, you com- you listed your favorite villains. It was Thanos, then the Purple Man uh, or Kilgrave, Kilgrave from yeah, the yeah. Je- yeah from the Jessica Jones series. But what's interesting is that those two have extremely different motivations. Where Thanos is wanting to save the universe, Kilgrave just wants to make the universe about him or his or the world about him. Yeah, well, but the other thing is they both come from a very selfish place. You're right. They both come a very, from a very selfish place. The, you're right. The one big difference is Kilgrave, it's just all about me, you know, and Thanos, it's it's about me, but it's kind of justified because it also helps the universe. Um, both of them are still evil if you look at the just the way they look at other people. Yeah. You know, and, and that's the one big difference is that while Thanos believes he's saving the universe, he's clinical about, you know, being random and, you know, we're going to, we're not going to choose. We're just going to destroy. And he, but he is doing, he's saving the universe, but he doesn't value the people of the universe. And Kilgrave is terrifying because of the way he doesn't value people. But Thanos is terrifying because he, he believes he's right. And yeah. that there's not another way. Because um, let, let's be honest. He has the reality stone, right? right? He could very easily use that reality stone to just create new planets. True. Well, that would also screw up, screw up the entire balance of the universe. No, 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 no. You, you, he would. This would be fixing the balance of the universe by the way he's, oh. fixing, the, he's fixing the balance of the universe by removing stuff from one scale. On, on the balance, on the on the scales. And instead, he could add to the universe. Right. And okay. instead of destroying to create balance, he could create places for the people to go. Okay. Expand so, he could expand that, the universe. So I'm does wondering actually um oh, in, the, in the next Avengers movie, are we going to see more of Thanos' backstory why he wants to do all of this? Or are we just going to skip over that? Uh, we are going to get the novel, the novel in okay. November. That's, oh, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's right. That's, I hadn't even thought about the novel until about two and a half seconds ago. Yes. That's, that's a perfect place to put all that because, you know, Thanos, the bad Titan, and then his planet is called Titan. Are there a bunch of big purple guys walking around, you know, this place called Titan or some of them. For, I mean, there's a great, there's a great story in there, right? Even in there. That, well, Titan is dead. Yeah. It's a dead world. I don't think that there are any more great giant purple people on Titan, but there were, uh, there were. Right. <laughs> and I, I have a feeling that the, that the novel is going to discuss um, his sort of, what happened to Titan? Yeah. Where, why it go boom? So. And, and, and show the people. I mean, that's, that's the other yeah. thing is I think the novel will end up putting a face to his motivations. Yeah. Like that's, we'll, that's what I'm hoping for. We'll see the people that he lost. We'll see, um, probably we'll see the people that he 
as part of his plan would have i mean his plan was to randomly kill half the population it's interesting i'm reading a book right now that's kind of about that and that's the star trek discovery the second novel um where it's uh uh cook ah i can't remember his name but he's the executioner kolos kolos yeah um who and i was just i was just thinking about that yeah. here's our star trek reference for those keeping score at home yep so Colos the Executioner did the similar thing where they ran out of food. And so they had, to, instead of stretching out the food uh, to let everyone survive, but then everyone dies sooner um, to stretch out the food for only half the people. And, you know, that's something I was really thinking about this in that movie it, while watching Infinity War is that, you know, this is very much a, a, a good of the many outweighs the good of the one or good of the one outweighs the good of the many type of question, right? Yeah. Where, what, if you saw such an injustice in the universe, justified or not, what would you do? What lengths would you take to get to it? And, I mean, I don't know personally that I would go out searching for six infinity stones, but if I was presented with such a thing, such a quandary, such a problem, you know, I, I don't know what I'd do. I don't think I would kill people. Well, but that's, that's the thing is he's seeing this and he has his plan and it's the whole idea of, um, I don't, I don't, I can't remember who said this or what the context was, but they said basically if the only tool you have is a hammer, everything you see is a nail. Absolutely. You know? And so he has, he knows he hears of these stones. He knows these stones can allow him to do the plan that he originally had to save his people, but he's Mm going to save the universe with this plan because his people are dead, 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 gone, 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 but he's going to use it. Now, again, this is where we, uh, this is how it should have ended territory, right? Cause how it should have ended. What do they do? They just find what is one stupid choice that a character made that would have ended the movie earlier. You know, and or sometimes it's eight stupid choices in different times that different characters made that would have ended the movie earlier. And and that's this is that if Thanos would have stopped to think about it or maybe um, because he is absolute power without morality. And so if he had maybe sought the advice of someone who is a moral person, they might have said, well, instead of destroying half the universe, why don't you make the universe twice as big? Uh, or right. or they might have said even okay and then after you do that use the time thing and bring back your people um right but that's not the way he you don't you don't go to that place if you are if you're hurting if you're hurting i mean let's face it he's really part of the revengers i mean he just wants um revenge on a universe that took away his planet right and he is part of a universe that I mean, his worldview is that this mm-hmm. is a cold universe. This is, there is nothing more to this universe than what you see and killing this many people doesn't matter. You right. Know? And, and there he's looking at what's the, what, what comes out of killing all these people? Everyone who is left behind has a better life, but th- that's not true. You know, I mean, everyone's right, left, behind everybody left behind has had such loss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what I what I found really interesting about this was that he he wasn't 
uh, he was very clinical, like was stated a little bit ago. It's not like he went, well, I'm going to kill all of Xandar, which he did. Um, I'm going to kill, you know, half of the, I'm going to kill only the people who have A's in their name or whatever. He was, he was just like, no, no, no. It has to be random. That's why you get the Infinity Gauntlet and all that sort of stuff. It has to be random and it has to be um, in a way that doesn't have prejudice. Which yeah. I think is very interesting considering, you know, the history of our planet, you know, and, and, and modern history and, and things like um, genocide and things like um, ethnic cleansing. When you, when you put that against this, um, you, you start to get some very important questions, a lot of which I don't really want to get into. I just think it's, a, it's an interesting juxtaposition. Yeah, yeah. Because the difference is ethnic cleansing is specifically going after something right with motivations that go beyond just we're helping the world but go into we're cleansing the world he's not doing that he is cleansing the universe but it is yeah it's that random that random factor uh but you said um he uh he oh what was it oh oh half of everything right well he, he killed all of xandar and they make lip service to the fact that he killed half of the Asgardians. I don't see how only half died unless it's that the other half just weren't on the ship and they weren't right. in Asgard, but I don't see how that's only half. I mean, he, he wiped out that I, ship. I well, imagine I mean, like, that, that he didn't, att- that he didn't destroy the entire ship and parts of the ship that were still survivable. They had protective shield shielding uh, for what was blown away. Maybe. Yeah. Right. And then, I mean, he killed, let's say he killed 90% of Asgard. There's only 10% left. And then he snapped his fingers and 5% of that is gone. This was earlier though, where they talk about where, where I think Thor is talking to rocket and and talking about how Thanos killed half of his people or something like that. Okay. Yeah. I, I, Again, this is where I would need to get into the rewatch of things. Well, and but yeah. this is also where, like, what does this mean for Thanos? I mean, not Thanos. What does it mean for Asgard? Where you've got uh, Valkyrie, not in this movie. Korg, not in this movie. I mean, what, is it, what does it mean for them? Did Korg survive? I don't know. I sure we'll see. So. I mean, yeah. It, I guess, it, what does it mean for a, for, uh, for a Thor 4? No one knows. No one knows. Mm. Uh, okay. And um, oh, I just want one more to add one more thing. Yes. Um, one great way that they set up Thanos to be so scary and powerful was he took down a ton of Asgardians. And Hulk. And Hulk. Yeah. And um, I think the only way he could have done that is he gained the Power Stone first. Because I'm wondering if he didn't have that stone before he went went up against the Asgardians, I don't know if he would have made such a slaughter of them. Well, he. So you're saying that that he he thought about his. He's like, okay, I have these six stones. What's the one I need to get in order to get all the other ones? Right. And so, I mean, it makes sense. We only saw the Zandarians that one time. You know, they got really close with it. I I question Peter Quill's sort of like, oh, let's give it to Glenn Close, 
you know, I wonder why that was a thing. I also wonder what it's going to do to Guardians 3. Well, well, this, uh, uh, they were able to fend off um, uh, Ronan in the first but, Guardians of the Galaxy movie. So it seems plausible that they could fend off other forces. But let's just be honest. They only barely fended off Ronan. True. Yeah. And, and if it wasn't for Peter Quill being, you know, part celestial supposedly he would have you know burned to ash and flown away too when True. he held the when he held the the stone so you know i i'm sure the zandarians are are you know capable people but i think they were just fodder for thanos even without the power stone it's probably the easiest place for him to take it honestly well, if he didn't hand over the stone to him, they may not have so easily forgiven him for his past crimes and the warrants would not have been lifted. And Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. true. I mean, and, and let's, you know, he doesn't necessarily know. True. Peter Quill doesn't nec- can't, isn't thinking like, okay, well, if Thanos is on his, I mean, Gamora maybe should have been like, no, maybe not. But, you know, hindsight 2020, Armchair, armchair coaching sort of thing. Yeah. Well, okay. So speaking of the Guardians of the Galaxy, let's talk about Gamora. Oh, man. I yes. cried. <laughs> I cried. Oh, yeah. Let's skip from Gamora also to Red Skull. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that was a surprise. And it wasn't, uh, yeah. it wasn't. And you- you What's were right head? the other day. Yeah, Red Skull was not over. Yeah, I, I mean that's one of those un one of those roads not traveled. Whatever happened to Red Skull? Well, this. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let me ask you. Let me ask this of you guys. Do you think that Red Skull uh, cameo scene was earned? Well, what do you mean? Like, I know it came out of nowhere, but do we feel like it it doesn't fit? Or do we feel like it fits perfectly and that was exactly the way it should be? Oh, I don't know. I mean... It fits because it's been about 80 years, um, Earth time, since he left Earth. And what I also was... What was also interesting is he... uh, No. Did he fly away in a rocket? No. No, no. he, He fell into a... Like he got burned up by the the stone or the the yeah the, the tesseract cube. like pulled him into another universe mm, or another okay. part of the universe and it, like just dropped him into like through a a crack in the yeah and yeah okay so yeah earned um, I don't I don't know <laughs> well though I could see that he had aged and gained wisdom because he was not nearly as evil as when we saw him in um, Captain America First Avenger. No, he no. seemed like a kinder, gentler version of Red Skull. Because he's oh, saying you don't, you don't want to do this, or, and then he's saying, you know, I, I touched it myself once. I, I touched it, right, know. and yeah, he, he was definitely someone who would. The, 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 I, yeah, I would just say the thing that maybe makes it so it's not earned is it's only been eighty years. Like right. this is the kind of thing you could see, you know, a guardian of this place for. I don't know. A thousand years or three thousand years or something, but 
millennia. Well, yeah, he knew a lot Theory about the stone. Theory of relativity, and depending on where this planet's located, he might be a lot older than eighty years since we last saw him. It's possible. I mean, anything's possible. Uh, but I'm just I'm just saying that he he knew a lot. Like he knew the lore. He knew the sacrifice. He he knew what happened. I guess to be what done. I'm I guess what I'm asking is, are we are we good with it being Red Skull, or does it seem out of place? And does it seem that the only reason they put Red Skull in it is to sort of have a <gasps> aha moment mm. or a gasp moment? Even even if they just did that and it it was a shoe, uh, just kind of like a shoehorn in, I, I was totally okay with it. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, the one thing I'm not okay about is that this means we're probably not going to get Red Skull returning to actually fight Captain America. Yeah. Yeah. But I'd rather have Red Skull or a character like that in this position than yet another new character. Because when he first showed up, I was like, oh, my goodness. You know, we, we get another new cosmic character. And no, it's not a new character. And that was kind of nice, right. too. That's that's what I was excited. I mean, I was excited that it was Red Skull. And we all went, yeah, it was Red Skull. But what I, what I worry about a little bit is that it they just shoehorned him in there. I don't know who else you'd put there. You can't really put Kurt Russell there. You can't really put... You know, anybody from the there's nobody on TV you could put there. There's nobody, you know, so Red Skull makes perfect sense for sure, Um, because he's kind of a supernatural. I mean, he's a human, but he's kind of this supernatural human type of thing. The only thing you could have put there was somebody from like if the Fox merger had gone through or something like that, that was so iconic. But I don't know who you would do for that. So. Yeah, you could have put uh, a watcher there. Yeah, from, from Guardians of the Galaxy, and you could have put well, I, I don't know else uh, a celestial. You know, but but anything we anything that I'm talking about right now that you put there would be a new character with a whole backstory. And and this one, you put the character there. He has the backstory. He references the backstory. And you can see he he's living a a sorrowful life, or if not sorrowful, it's it's not good. You know, he's not living a happy, no. go lucky. Uh, I've taken over the world life, right? Yeah. And I'm glad to see it was played by Hugo Weaving. Anytime he's on screen, I'm was happy, it so. Um, from the IMDb page, they had somebody else standing in for him and he did the voiceover, which by the way, when, when that character started speaking before we saw his face at first, I was like, I know his voice from somewhere. Yeah. Whose voice is that? And then they revealed the face and I was like, and then the big gasp. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they, so they, so they dubbed over his voice. I didn't know that. I mean, I, I, as soon as I heard his voice, I was like, Oh, yeah. I did the same thing, and then they showed it was Red Skull, and I was I was glad to hear that it was Hugo. I mean, my voice kicked in. And I was like, knew I knew that was Hugo Weaving, but the the actor was different. Yeah. Right, I wonder if it was David Prowse. Well, that's it, <laughs> that is one way to keep spoilers from leaking. Is to have somebody Absolutely. else come in. Absolutely, and that way you can also change the dialogue too. So, sure. like. 
you know, the famous David Prowse story about not knowing that, you know, he changed uh, Darth Vader's lines and whatnot. So, so I have one more thing about, about Thanos and that is uh, that whole bit and with sacrificing something you love to prove that you're worthy of the stone, the soul stone, which not Wakanda. Anyone who's listened to uh, uh, Infinity Initiative episodes, Stuart and I have talked about the Soul Stone. We've talked about it here. Stuart believes Soul Stone was in Coulson. He, he was not in Coulson. He, he was wrong. Yeah, he was really wrong. But you know who else was wrong? Let, let's just say that me. Ben was wrong. I was also wrong. Mm. But you know who else was also wrong? Most of the people on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> well, lots of people were believing that um, the Soul Stone was in was in Wakanda. Yes, and and which which would have made sense, but I, but Vision I was in Wakanda. Mine. Vision was in Wakanda, and so there still yeah. was a stone uh-huh. there. That's why the battle was there. It all made sense, but mm-hmm. and it would have made sense if the if the Soul Stone had been there, but it wasn't. It didn't need to be. It was over there on Actually, that rock. I think it makes more sense that um, now that I think about it, that the Soul Stone was off Earth because um, in Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, they said that, or no, no, I'm sorry, I think it, which one? At the end of Thor 2, um, uh, I think it was Lady Sif or the Collector, somebody said that it's not a good idea to keep the stones close together, and Earth already had two stones on it. So it was a lot better for the Soul Stone to be elsewhere. Well, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just glad that it made sense. Right? Yes, yes. It, there was no hand wavium. There was no, you know, plutonium. It 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 felt natural and it felt real that um, Gamora had found it, and then, uh, you know. St- Steeled it away a little bit or, or kind of knew about it or whatnot. Um, that felt real and it felt. And then the backstory about it, you know, having to give up his first greatest love and all that sort of stuff felt real. It also feels real in the context of, you know, the Hydra movement, right? Where you yeah. have to give up your first, your greatest true love. So I. Or something that you're close to because this is not. This is actually something that's a repetitive thing for villains because the Sith in Star Wars, they have to do this in order to complete their training. And mm-hmm. once upon a time, if you want to enact the um, that awful curse where um, people forget who they are, you have to sacrifice the thing you love most. Uh, so, I mean, this is just a repeating idea for villains in order to gain power. Sure, mm-hmm. but... The universe decided <laughs> the, the, this is, this is another plot thing for me that I, I really want to see it again and think through this more, but the universe decided that if you wanted to get the soul stone, you had to prove that you're worthy by sacrificing something you love. Yeah. So to prove that you're worthy of this powerful stone, you have to show that you're willing to kill something you love. That doesn't, uh, it doesn't jive, you know, <laughs> like I would think to prove that you're worthy, you would need to, you know, sacrifice yourself 
I don't know. Or uh, well, for, for Thanos, it makes sense for this whole arc for him. He had to give up everything in order to achieve the good that he wanted to achieve. The quote unquote good. And that is valid. You, you, you often have to make sacrifices in order to, um, to do good. And anytime you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else, you know? And, and so this is, he's saying yes to the soul stone and no to Gamora. And that's well and good. But I, I just wonder if I, I'm just wondering about the wisdom of the universe. Well, you know, isn't that, that seems awfully biblical. Is it though? I mean, isn't that what, no, I'm not a biblical scholar, so, you know, <laughs> no. don't correct me uh, or correct me, I guess, whatever. <laughs> but isn't that I mean, isn't that the whole Abraham Isaac story? Yes, except the idea there is what are you willing to do? And then before he's able to show, yes, I'm willing to give up the most important thing in the world to me. God, as the loving God, says, no, stop, you know. And your sacrifice is over there. I'm providing your sacrifice for for this over there. Um, you've shown me you're willing, but you've also, you know, which, but that was in a time where, yes, the blood sacrifice was what everyone was doing. That was another th- idea there is that God is saying, no, I, I don't want that. I don't want you to sacrifice a human life. I want you to sacrifice this over here that takes the place of the human life. And again, th- the, this is the universe saying, yes, to show that you're worthy of wielding this power, you need to show that you're willing to to kill something you love. And it just doesn't – and yes, you could also get into – isn't that what God did with Jesus? You know, And I'll, mm-hmm. I know I'm going to be talking about this more with uh, Strangers and Aliens. So if you want to hear the faithy stuff the, and my thoughts on that there, um, it will be there. But, but just glossing over it here, yeah. At first glance, it all comes down to these different ideas of sacrifice. It's just Thanos has no moral center. He has no problem with giving up and destroying life. And that brings up the question, are the stones inherently evil? That's a possibility, Samantha, that I hadn't thought about. Huh. huh. I hadn't thought about it either. I thought they were just neutral. So, but you're, you're. I, I guess if the stones are inherently evil, then there's no other purpose for them to be than to just snap your fingers and wipe out half the half the universe. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I was also thinking of the, the stones as just things. You know, they're tools. And you can so, use a hammer to build or to destroy. You could also use a gauntlet with six jewels on it to build or to destroy. But if they are evil and they attract something like a Thanos... Huh. Yeah, that'd be interesting. So, I, I, we'll see. So help me understand something, guys. The stones are stones and they, they were created from the six singularities or whatever. And then and, and that's what the collector told us. Where did this gauntlet come from? Because it seems to me that the stones are just like nuclear power, right? They're this un, unhinged, unconstrained power. And as soon as you apply power to them, give them a purpose they can do all these magical things wasn't the gauntlet created by peter dinklage yeah i was gonna say you must have fallen asleep (laughs) or what well no i i guess i just missed the the backstory of 
the gauntlet? Why did they make the gauntlet? They because he needed something to um, we, uh, hold all six stones together. Yeah, what's fuzzy for me is the timeline though. Of when did he have them make the gauntlet? And and how early was that? It was long enough ago that there's a fake one in the that storage room in Asgard. Um, but recent Not enough, anymore. yeah, right. But recent enough that when Thor, you know, the last time Thor had been to the the Forge world, um, it was up and running. You know what it might be um, that this is not the first time someone has made a gauntlet for the infinity stones. All the previous ones were destroyed by um, an Asgardian, probably Odin. And that's why there was a fake one. Or they could have even gotten destroyed when someone who was not powerful enough tried to hold one. True. And so that the gauntlet that was created earlier went, went with them. Yeah. But uh, something I have read over the weekend after I saw the movie did say, I cannot remember this article, but it, the Russo brothers did say that there is more than one gauntlet out there. Well, okay. We, we have a lot to get through still. So I think we need to move away yes. from Thanos. Uh, let's talk about Tony. What do you think about okay. Tony's arc? What do you think about where Tony is right now? Um, he started this movie and he's, thinking about pregnancy not for him but um for pepper <laughs> and and then he ends this movie and he's alone on a planet with nebula and that's uh so from point a to point b he shows he actually cares about uh peter parker he is willing to work with dr strange even though they don't have the best relationship um but he has lost everything too. And I think that it's interesting and it makes sense. Tony is the second biggest character in this movie. This is Thanos's movie, <laughs> but outside of Thanos, it's Tony's movie, which 100% makes sense because he's the one that started it all. Yeah. Right. And he's the biggest, he's arguably the biggest actor in the MCU. Yeah. The biggest it, name. In the right. MCU. Right. Wasn't at the, beginning of iron man three didn't he have this vision of all of the avengers dead in a big pile of rubble I, I think that was um in ultron okay because that's where he ends up um at the end of this movie he's standing in the middle of a big pile of rubble and his friends are dead yeah the, the only difference is that they're not actually piled up because they're just dust <laughs> they're gone but yeah um but you're right. I mean, that vision that he had, it, it is coming true in a way. And that vision is directly linked to the, um, the first Avengers movie, right? I mean, he, he wants to create this, uh, the wall, you know, and save, save the world. And it's interesting because Thanos knows him, never met him, but he knows him. And then he says, you're not and the only one cursed with vision or something like that. And he's been haunting him for six years. Yeah. 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 So they made it personal and that was good. That was good. Mm -hmm. um, and they were able to do it in such a way that actually made sense and, and feels like it was earned. Um, but yeah, it, 
what do you think? I mean, he he has interactions with almost everyone. I mean, he and Doctor Strange constantly squabbling. He and Spider Man. It's like <laughs> the teenager won't listen to the dad, you know. And um, well, I like him better in yeah. this movie than in the last movie that he was in. Better than Spider Man. Yeah. yeah. I I think that they're right on point with his character. Um, I think his character would be talking to Pepper about pregnancy, not necessarily because he thinks it's the right thing to do, but because he, but because he thinks that's what she wants, and he doesn't want to lose her. Um, and then when when something flashy falls down, he has to go, you know, be be the star, be the star of the show. Um, and then when when the guardians show up and he has to sort of fight for that, uh, you know, main spot, the, the leader type of spot, it makes sense that that Quill ruffles his feathers, you know? Yeah. Cause, cause Peter Quill is the same way. Yeah. Um, though I think Tony Stark is a very sensitive individual and to protect that sensitive part of him, he has that very jokey, sense of humor and he's also keeping a lot of people at arm's length to protect himself. Um, and when you have a sensitive personality, um, what works is if you have a big change in your life coming up, such as getting married and possibly having children, you really need to kind of psych yourself up for it in order to prepare for all those big changes. So I think that's what was going on in his dreams is that he was mentally preparing himself for having children. Yeah. I mean, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. What do you think about his armor? It bugged me. His armor is so stinking powerful with the, well, yeah. the nanotech but now it, and it can do anything. Yeah. It can do almost literally anything. But it couldn't stand up to all of Thanos's blows. No, but it could repair itself afterward. True, but um, after a while it was it, it became slower and slower in repairing itself. Yeah, because I think he was losing bits of the nano. Um, yeah. But man, I was just watching and just thinking, wait a minute, we have we have jumped up, uh, we've leveled up a couple levels here, and I, it just felt it felt I more mean, magical and less technological. But that's the only way they're going to make that suit relevant when you have the big purple monstrosity bearing down on you yeah there's one other way that i would think of and that would be just allow him to move faster so he's not taking the blows he's dodging the blows Mm. and it it doesn't matter too much in the grand scheme of things it just like i said felt like we are at we're in a place right now where that armor is magic and and doesn't feel as grounded in reality because we start going back to the beginning uh tony's armor is handcrafted you know and and hand built and that was a that felt important you know especially the first one when he's getting out of the cave and getting away from the bad guys and he built mm-hmm. it himself and it's it's these plates of armor and he does it you know and then this now i guess is close to what's in the comics too in some ways but it it's just straight up whatever i imagine happens and it feels more like a Saturday morning cartoon uh, character like Plastic Man. You know, he could make a propeller out of his head 
and fly. <laughs> and and it makes sense. Why? Because it's Plastic Man in an 80s Saturday morning cartoon. But with this, it's just like, oh, my goodness. Like, he can do anything. He's making it. F- he's, he's creating these jets and missiles and all these things. Minor quibble. But it was something that did stick out to me and bother me a little bit. Yeah. I have something that was almost a minor quibble, and then I realized it wasn't. What's that? With Doctor Strange just suddenly giving up the stone, the time stone. Mm-hmm. Uh, at first, I thought, wait, this is totally out of character. He's trying to save the universe, and he's like, oh, I give up. Don't hurt Tony. Here's the stone. At first, I was like, oh, I can't believe that. That's just completely out of character for Doctor Strange to just give up so quickly like that. And then I got to thinking about it, um, or he said later before he turned to dust, this is what needs to happen. And so it's not that it was a weird character thing that didn't, a minor quibble that didn't make sense. It's something that we're going to learn more about in the next movie. Yeah. At first, you're right. It doesn't make sense where it's just, wait a minute. But then you realize that I, I think that that was the one out of the 14 million options that yeah. that works. What is it? He gives up the time stone and he saw all of that happen. He saw himself yeah. disappear. I'm, I'm certain. And and he saw, I think, Tony triumph. Yeah. He, basically, Doctor Strange saw Avengers 4. And what a jerk. He's not going to tell us anything about it, is he? No, because nope. he's dead. Fine. But then he he's not necessarily dead because he he's someone who can do astral projection. So his body could be dead, but he could sort of be a ghost. Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe he's able maybe. to, to yeah, maybe he's able to give the gauntlet a juke, you know, and, and <laughs> but we'll we'll see. I mean, that's the other interesting <laughs> thing is we keep talking about that ending. Um, but when it comes to that ending, they they kill off. And this is the unfortunate thing for us. We know there's a Spider-Man sequel coming. But Peter mm, died, right. you know, we know that there's uh, they're, they're talking about another Doctor Strange. We know they're going to do another Black Panther. You know, yeah. I mean, there's just that that hasn't been announced, but it was so successful and so popular and so um, well received. There's no way they're not going to. So that was one problem, too. They had they killed off so many people with that, that it felt like it wasn't permanent for us that's the one thing though that people who aren't like just steeped in news and and you know these movies there is someone on facebook that i saw who she's she wants to give up the mcu completely she is not interested in the mcu anymore because of the ending of this movie it just was so devastating and and if she's listening oh well, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. She's finish. not listening. I mean, she doesn't listen to this podcast. Uh, this on a okay. thread. At, uh, I guess it's possible that she's listening, yeah. but this is a, another thread in another group that isn't related to this. And she's just devastated because yeah. she, she didn't know 
that there's going to be another Spider-Man movie. Yeah. And if she is listening, I will say this isn't part one of a two part story. Right. So (laughs) anything's possible, especially with Dr. Strange around. Anything is possible. But they took that away from the title. So we know that. I know that. And you know that. And most people watching, I think, would be like, oh, this is not your typical Hollywood ending. There must be more. Yeah. But and there's also an entitled Avengers film, which it could be anything in that title. But obviously it's because they haven't announced it yet and it's coming out next year. They it's a spoiler. So, we know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because we pay attention. I mean, she may not even know. Let's let's be honest. She may not even know that there's a fourth Avengers movie. Exactly. True. Exactly. She may just be going into this going, what? They killed List, right? So, and she may just be going, why Why do the, why have any more of the MCU? Because they've just destroyed it all. And I get that feeling. I mean, I'm kind of, I'm not necessarily in the same boat, but I understand that feeling. You know, I'm going to keep watching the show and I'm going to keep watching the Netflix stuff and, and, Ant-Man and the Wasp and Captain Marvel and, and all those and then Avengers 4 you know it's going to be a, it, it's going to be a big deal but I'm a we she's not she's a not we so it's yeah you know I can see yeah. where there's where there's some confusion and I could also see where there's some disappointment I mean you're going this movie should be or not necessarily should be but definitely could be a celebration of 10 years of the MCU not Really, they just killed everybody. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, yeah. I could see that. Well, let's go ahead and talk about the ending, though. Um, my experience being in the theater with all of these fans, we were all shocked, and we were all in a daze when we walked out. A lot of people were not talking. I looked around, and there were just people that were like, "Oh my gosh, what just happened?" And we walked out and into the lobby, and there was the line for the next set of people who were going to see the next show and they were all excited and they had these big smiles on their faces because they're about to go into the theater and and they said oh wow did you like it did you like it and the uh, the bunch of us couldn't respond because we were just so shocked well yeah i mean how do you i had the same conversation with my wife and she was like did you like it and i'm like yes question mark probably i think so I'm fairly certain, yes, that I liked it. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, how do you... You can't describe this movie to people without describing the end. So, really, you should just not describe it at all. Right. Yes, which is why I did not tell you over text message the other day. No, uh, as happened? soon as I saw the ending, I'm like, oh, thank you, Samantha. Yes, you're welcome. <laughs> But but absolutely. I mean, so who who do you want to talk about next there, Ben? Uh, let's talk about Doctor Strange. Uh, although we've talked about, the, I think, the biggest bits, and that is he gave up the Time Stone. Yes. Yeah. But mm. he gave up the Time Stone in, for, first of all, not trading life for life. You know, he, he's, he, he was saving Tony. But I think he saw something. He saw something that required him in that one timeline where they succeeded. He saw something that required him to give up the time stone. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously he put on his, and I hate to do this, but I kind of got a little bit of a Sherlockian vibe there going on. I kind of saw, <laughs> Oh, and, and maybe that, and that's just me putting that on there. It's not, was there but you got the impression that he he totally knew what was happening ironically in a scene that features two actors who have famously played sherlock <laughs> yes that's true yeah uh did either of you guys have like sort of a c3po moment where he said i saw the odds and it's for over 14 million of them in it and we only succeed in one <laughs> yeah oh it was it was 14 million yeah. and then it was specific 14 million 642 or something like that. Yeah. And, and I, I just, it wasn't exactly C-3PO, but it, it was very close. And here's C- where Disney yeah. is. Here's where Disney is failing on their synergy. They could have had the kid who's playing Han Solo pop in, just screen, right. And go, never tell me the odds pop out. They could have done that, but no, they no, 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 <laughs> hmm. that. Yeah, that, maybe not. That, in a movie with 64 leads, which we actually found the number 64 lead characters. I was lowballing it when I said 50. Anyways, um, uh, adding Han Solo would have just been a bit too much. Right. This this podcast is going to be about 64 hours long. If we don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I like what they did with Doctor Strange. I liked it a lot. And yes. um, I liked it because it just goes along with uh, what they did in the last movie where in, in his own movie where he just he, he made the, the, the sacrifice. He made the choice. He's like, I this is not going to go well. I'm going to die uh, 4000 times, you know, and and then in this movie, it's I'm giving up the time stone. And it is going to look like I've made the worst mistake ever because Thanos wins. But for Thanos to be defeated, I believe Doctor Strange saw that for Thanos to be defeated, he had to win first. And yes, I I mean, and he tells Tony that as much as he says, Tony, we're in the end game now. I mean, I, I firmly believe that that's what he did. And 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 that he knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah, yeah and the the end game isn't what they just did. Like they're moving into the end game. It's not done, and that's the right. one thing that if you're not paying attention, or if you if you're not paying attention to this specific movie, or if you're not aware of the things going on around this specific movie, um, as far as you know, sequels and stuff that are coming. Uh, you could see it as a major plot hole for for Doctor Strange to give up the the stone to save Tony, you know, or you could see it as um, just they lost, you know, but it, they haven't lost. They're moving into the end game. The game is not over when you're moving into the end game. It's still. Did you say the game going. is afoot? No, I did not. <laughs> And neither did Sherlock as, Sherlock, as far as I know. Yeah, no, it, it definitely points us. I mean, if the, not much in this movie pointed us to, you know, the right path to Avengers 4, but that surely did. Yeah, so. yeah. totally. Um, yeah, poor Tony at the end of that movie. <sighs> yeah, he and Nebula are going to get to know each other, get to be friends. Um, yep. 
I think because, they'll have tea. Yeah. And they will try and fix a ship out of the rubble. Yeah, I can right. see them doing that. So, let's talk about Nebula. Sure. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I had to say is ouch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was, again, that was an interesting moment. Mm. And just, there's a number of moments where you see it and you're like, oh. And, and for me, Thanos sitting down at the end. That's a moment where it's just, oh, wow. And that stuck with me. Um, and Nebula being tortured. That stuck with mm. me. Mm-hmm. But she gets to be part of the big fight at the end. Good for her. Yeah. Yes. So that means she'll definitely be in the next movie. Yes. Yes. Finally, she got something to do in this movie. And she's right. going to have more to do in the next one. Good. They did not waste her. They got that actress. Awesome. Uh, Karen Gillian, is that her name? Yes. Karen Gillian, yeah. Yeah. Fantastic actress, and they gave her something to do, and they're going to give her more to do. That's exciting. We like her. Yeah. But let's talk about Thor. Okay. That poor guy. Yeah. You want to talk about losing everything. Yeah. Everything taken away. Now, he got to But deliver. he also gained a lot. Yeah. Well, he gained an eyeball. He got an eyeball and he got Stormbreaker. Yeah. But he Which, lost Asgard. Like Yeah. <laughs> well, he lost Asgard in the la- well, he lost the place Asgard. Right. Asgard, uh, the whole thing from Ragnarok is Asgard is not a place, it's a people, and now all the people are dead. <laughs> or half of them. But yeah. Or half of them depending they- on, yeah. Do they ever describe Thor in the comics that you know of Ben as like the last Asgardian? No, 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 no. Um, okay. There's been times when Asgard has gone through cataclysmic things like Ragnarok and, and things like that. Um, but they've always been able to rebuild and he's, you know, they've, they've had opportunity for him to um, be kind of the last one, but then he's also, you know, bringing back, his fallen comrades or his, his disappeared comrades. And yeah. Yeah. This is, this and is let's, an interesting turn. Like, yeah. Yeah. And let's not forget. There's still a time stone in play. Yeah. yeah. I mean, time travel is, a, is, is well, time travel has the ability to change everything. So, right. But I, I, ugh, I just hope that's not, we don't get a time travel reset button. Like, yeah, I'd be more excited if it was a reality stone gauntlet thing where they bring people back, but it's not like we're going to go back in time and just make it so this never happened. I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But you know what I kind of hope is going to happen in the next movie where everybody's going to somehow convince Thanos that what he's doing is wrong and he he is the one that brings people back. I half expected that in this movie, Samantha. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Like that. But this is part one. Right. Right. No. <laughs> Can't have but, that yet. Well, yes and no. I mean, they took away the part one. So I halfway wondered if like he snaps his finger and then he's there with Gamora as a child in this weird place where they have their mini conversation and then he's back to reality. Part of me wondered if this moment was going to be Gamora convincing him this is not right. You shouldn't do this. Yeah. I- because they took away I, the part I, one. And so 
is I think this? that would have cheapened this. I, I think they are counting, you know, the, the people at Marvel are sitting there counting on us going, not just the Welcome to Level 7 podcast, but that would be cool <laughs> if it was, but like us as fans going, oh my gosh, what does this do to right. Ant-Man and the Wasp? What does this do to Captain Marvel? I cannot wait to sit and watch uh, Avengers four and they are, they are doing the publicity very well with this. They haven't released a, the name for it. They haven't, you know, mm-hmm. I have expected the name to be plastered at the end of Thanos will return and Avengers blah. I have. Expected oh, me that. too. Wasn't there. So they are playing this very close to the vest. You get the sense that Kevin Feige is a, um, as a fan of movies and pop culture and experiential experiences surrounding both of those things that he's not going to spill the beans for he wants things to make to matter and make sense and he's not going to just spill the beans to get you know a little extra buzz money yeah i think that they're gonna they don't need the extra buzz money first of all but right i do think they're going to give it a couple weeks and then tell us I think we're going to know the name of the movie very, very soon. Oh, I think it's going to be more than a couple of weeks because this movie has not been released in China yet. And their release date is May 11th. So it may be May 11th. May May 11th is two weeks from now. Uh, They might they might wait a little while after so that everybody in the China market has a chance to see it. And then maybe May 18th or so, they'll release the name of the next movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But back to Thor, that whole sequence with Peter Dinklage on the, the forge star planet thing. I love that so much. Oh, that was, awesome. it just felt so like we weren't, we weren't in a superhero movie for that segment. We were in a myth for those moments where right. he's yes. restarting a star, you know, and he's pulling and he's pushing and he's doing these things that the laws of physics, they just don't make sense with what he, the way he's like gaining extra speed from the ship by, by spinning it around with a chain, you know, and right. And then he's holding onto the side of the thing while the ship is moving. And then he's in the middle of the, the blast from the star. And then Groot gives his Stormbreaker his hand. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's some cool, cool mythical stuff happening in that scene sequence. And, and I, I loved it. Loved it. And there's, yeah. and there's just enough comedy, you know, where he's talking to Groot and somebody's like, you know, Groot. And he's like, yeah, I was an elective at college or whatever it was. <laughs> and it was in Asgard. Enough, like, yeah. <laughs> It was some, it was stuff like that 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 sort of made that it, it was those little things that made that work. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a comic that I've read where they go to the Groot planet, and all of the the things on the Groot planet are saying, "I am Groot, I am Groot, I am Groot." It, <laughs> it, it, yeah. So in the comics, it it really is their language. It it, it it it's going to be interesting to see how Groot progresses because you don't and this is all i want to really say about Groot is you don't necessarily know um he can't be an 
exposition bot. He can only be what he is right then in that moment. Mm -hmm. And he's all done with facial expressions and then actions. And so, um, to have him do that sacrifice at the end to give up his, his arm for Stormbringer, That's a, that was a pretty impressive thing. And it was I a will cool say move. there was, <laughs> mm-hmm. there was one TV thing. He was playing his defender game. <laughs> take, yeah. take sort of poked his head up a little bit like, Hey, what's going on? Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> Yeah, the defenders didn't Netflix. even cross my mind. Yeah. Oh no. That's funny. But uh, I will once say one thing about Groot. What's that? I am Groot. I was yeah, that's language, Samantha. Ugh. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, the Jessica. Yeah. Um. That's also yeah. Uh, uh, Avengers one reference <laughs> with Captain America. But not with the same characters. Yeah, that's yeah. right. The language, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, let's that was, a, that was let's stick with Guardians for a little bit here, then. Oh, um, yes, it was Ultron. Yes, we've got uh, we've got Rocket, who is. <laughs> I mean, they're all bickering. They're all fighting. Rocket is teasing Peter. Uh, Peter is arguing with rocket about who's the captain, but there's actually some good leadership stuff happening with, with rocket when he's dealing with Thor and he's like, ah, time to be the captain. And he goes and gets the eye, you know, and he's, he listens to Thor and yeah, rocket. Great character. Sweet rabbit. (laughs) (laughs) I loved rocket in this movie and I, and I've liked him in the other movies too, but I think he, they've stepped him up. They stepped his character up pretty, pretty immensely in this movie and, and well done and well-deserved as well. Yeah, I, yes. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. Um, but then there's the star Lord and Gamora and you want to talk about, it, they did ask, I think in a lot of ways, what's the worst that could happen to every character, you know, like what's the worst that could happen to Thor? Right. He loses everything that he fought for in the last movie. What's the worst that can happen to Tony? Uh, he's trapped away from Earth, away from Pepper, and he loses the people who are there with him. And what's the worst that can happen to Star-Lord? Gamora. Gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, although as soon as, he's also as soon gone. As they, but. Yeah. Um, as soon as um, they were telling each other, I love you, uh, I was like, okay, Gamora's on Death Watch. And yeah. she's got about, oh, 45 minutes left. <laughs> I and think sure enough. I think yep. she might be the she and Loki I think possibly won't come back. Possibly, yes. I'm not saying def- and definitely. Definitely. Uh, and Heimdall's yeah. gone too. I oh. I think that you kind of have a couple tiers of levels and on the one level who's coming back? Anyone who disappeared and became dust. Right. Could, is more than likely going to come back. It's the characters where they didn't become dust. It's so it's Loki, Heimdale, um, Gamora. Uh, those three, I think we could be done with forever. And let's be honest. Let's be honest. If, if Gamora comes back, what is the, I mean, that cheapens the soul stone. True. 
it, I can see her coming back in five years, you know, with Avengers nine or something like that. Or Guardians right? of the Galaxy volume five. Yeah. Something of that nature. Yeah. Where they're off doing their own thing and then Gamora shows up. Oh my God. She says it. Very similar to what Red Skull did, but better. But, you know, <laughs> I mean, I can see that. Can can we talk about can we talk about Peter Quill's big mess up? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean the idea that now what's interesting is Tony did the same thing right at the end of uh, in 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 Civil War he got he he let him get the better of him he let himself get the better of himself, um, which I liked that Tony was like, dude, just chill out. We've got like two more seconds to get this glove off. Just chill out. And he couldn't do it. I thought that was very interesting. Um, yeah. And then along with that. So was that part of Dr. Strange's vision? Like he knew that was going to happen. Oh, oh, I hadn't even thought about that. Like mm-hmm. Dr. Strange's vision was they had to lose. For them to win, truly win, they had to lose. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I also wondered if um, if they could have held on if if Mantis would have gotten through to to uh, Thanos. Yeah, that would have been interesting. She, yeah, she was close. I mean, she had him at bay. Yes. And I was so glad when it happened because I was just wondering, when are they going to let her do that? Because that's her power. Making gods sleep. Yeah. And again, uh, these stones must make Thanos much more powerful than even the gods because she could put Ego to sleep. Mm -hmm. But she couldn't put Thanos to sleep and he did not have all the stones at the time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, anything else with the Guardians before we move on to some of these other characters? When Drax and Mantis got rearranged, uh, that unnerved me, and I'm very glad that they stayed, that they came back. That was weird. Because that's a gruesome yeah. way to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there's no blood. It was a reality thing. and Right. So there was no blood, and that made it even more weird, I think. Yeah. It was but gruesome. less gruesome. <laughs> more weird, less gruesome. Uh, yeah. And then Drax. I mean, he basically had all the good good lines. You know, yeah. it's like a pirate had a baby with an angel. <laughs> and I am pretty sure oh. I've been invisible. <laughs> I'm, I can move so slow. You can't even see me. <laughs> no, we can see you. No, I am sure I am invisible. <laughs> the funniest bit yeah. with that. The funniest bit is like, how long you been there? An hour. Like he was standing there, just standing there before they got in there. They entered the room in the scene and and he says he's been there for an hour, just standing there thinking he was invisible. And then he decides to eat a chip. I don't understand. I didn't understand that part. Because he was moving so slow. Was he eating the chip the entire time? Yeah. So, so like, okay, so he's got the bag of chips and he's like, oh, I want a chip. 
I'm going to move entirely too slow for any well-being, and it's going to take me an hour to get from where the bag is and my hand are to my mouth. No, I don't think it took an hour to eat one chip because he ate another chip in front of them and moved his hand just very slowly that, you know, he was almost invisible. So I, I think he had eaten, you know, in that hour, maybe 10 chips or, or 12. But <laughs> I'm not going to lie. This, this, this part was a little bit like, what, what's going on? But it felt very guardians of the galaxy. Exactly. Yeah. So, and and one of the things overall that I liked about this movie is that if you'd watched all of them, uh, all 18 movies preceding this, and were kind of sort of steeped in their tone, as well as the characters, but specifically their tone, you got the feeling that that sort of chunk was a, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy tonal chunk. Right. And then the stuff with, you know, and... and and then when they're all of their tones sort of came together, it, it made for something new. So, well, I like, yeah, that. because you got the superhero stuff in New York with mm-hmm. Iron Man and Doctor Strange. And then you have mm-hmm. the Black Panther battle in Wakanda. And then you have, you know, the, the Lord of the Rings vibe with that, um, but with superheroes, you know, and then you have Thor doing his thing uh, on the, you know, at the forge where it's mythic and big and mm-hmm. epic. And then you have the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff, where it's heartfelt, but lots of humor. And mm-hmm. and then you have the Vision and Scarlet Witch romance stuff. And yeah, you're right. It, it's a bunch of different feelings and tones, and they work. Mm-hmm. They, they work. It shouldn't, necessarily. Uh, but 10 years all coming together it's all connected on the big screen Hashtag. and we'll just yep. forget about the the small screen for a little while now mm. but big screen I can't, yeah. man i just can't yeah we'll, we'll we'll be talking about it a little bit but uh spider-man what'd you think about spider-man and what he had going on here um, okay, reusing that. Hey, do you guys remember this old movie? That line, I thought that was it was a little cheesy to reuse it again. Unless, I mean, what it shows us is but, that he 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 likes old movies. Yeah, quote unquote old movies. Um, I, I'd, <laughs> I'd say what eighty six is that what it was? Yeah, Aliens was eighty six, I think, around in there. That's old. I think so. Well, that's, you got to remember, Samantha, that the the that the kids nowadays would view aliens, aliens, and Empire Strikes Back as old movies. Yeah, that's true. That's, I mean, Clueless is more than twenty years old now. Yeah. Yeah. But to I, me, an old movie is a black and white studio, right? Production Samantha. system sort of movie. Yeah. Well, but even what I'm saying though is. That's not who he's talking to. You're yeah. not who he's talking to. Yeah. And and when I was in college and I was thinking about old movies, anything anything earlier than the mid-70s, if it was an old movie, if it was before I was born. And, you know, so I was yeah. 20, 22. So, yeah. It actually might have even been an old movie if it was, you know, like – in even after I was born, like 75 or 76 or something like that. But if I remember seeing it as a kid, it wasn't old. 
original Star Wars, first Superman, not old. Why? Because I was around for it. <laughs> so, Easy Rider, old. You know? Right. Uh, trying to think through some, uh, you know, Logan's Run, old movie. Silent Running, old movie. Forbidden Planet, now we're getting really old. Bonnie and Clyde, old movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and so, and the, the bringing back the joke, though, I understand what you're saying, Samantha. Yeah. But then again, it also helped to push along the story. Totally. And when they did what they did, I cheered inside. Yeah. Actually, there was in my theater, there was an audible cheer. Yeah. Big once one. you realize where they were going with that old movie, <laughs> I was very happy. I, I didn't get it. I haven't seen Aliens in so long and I'm not steeped on it. So like when he's like, have you seen Aliens? I didn't know the setup was that they're just going to blow the hatch and, and get sucked out, sucked out of it. I didn't get that, that that was happening. Um, well, I didn't until it started happening. Like, I didn't know where they were going with that until they blew open the hatch. And then I was, yeah, because I knew what they were doing. I didn't know it ahead of time, though. Let, let me put it this way. I don't understand the reference. So I'm going to have oh, to oh. watch aliens again. <laughs> well, you should. So, you should. But okay. they, yeah. Now that I, now that I don't have to watch all the MCU movies again, I might. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But when the next one comes out in a year. I don't know what to do. But Peter Parker, uh, he he spoiled it a little bit for you, but yeah, still good to watch. Yeah, I I, I enjoyed the, when I've seen it. I just haven't seen it a thousand times. <laughs> Unlike Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. So, but uh, I, I appreciate that, and I also appreciated Tony's line. I forget who was talking to. No more pop culture. That was him. Yeah, the, that, that was him. him. And then, then didn't like uh, Doctor Strange make one immediately? Oh, I don't remember now. I can't remember. Oh, I thought there was. I thought as soon as like Tony said that, somebody else made some sort of pop culture. Uh, it might have even been Spider Man, but. <laughs> Yeah, right. It would make sense for Doctor Strange to make a pop culture reference because, you know, in that big, giant, intelligent brain of his who can do brain surgery, he also, while he's doing that, he's also talking to his his fellow surgeons about music. music. Trivia, yeah. 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 Chuck Mangione, yeah. 1977. I just yep. made my kids listen to that song yesterday. The I Top 10 hint with a flugelhorn. Yep. The, my mom had the... um had the live at the Hollywood bowl recording on vinyl. And I listened to the crap out of that. It was great. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, we need to start wrapping this up. So vision and Scarlet witch. Yeah. Uh, tragically the, romantic. Yeah. And did not expect it to go where it went, but this is one of those where vision, this might be the, how it should have ended where vision just says, Hey, Steve, didn't you do this? Didn't you do this? You died to save millions. This isn't just millions. This is millions on our planet and, uh, you know, a couple thousand other planets. And yeah, the needs of the one outweigh the needs of the few or the, uh, the right. needs of the one outweigh, outweigh the needs of the many. Yeah. Vision should just flown into the heart of the sun. 
to me, that would have been the way to end it if they were not planning to do an Avengers 4. Right. Yeah. I also think that without Thanos intervening, Vision could still come back because they were working on getting his little neurons to connect and such. And they were talking about that he could run independently. So maybe he just needed to do a reboot. He's he's gray now. So there might be some interesting, cool things to do with that visually. But he's also not human. Right. So, you know, he wasn't even a part of that whole half of every thing is going to going to go. Um, but, well, just boot him into safe mode. It'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. But I, yeah, it, it was tragic. Um, Black Panther. People who are coming to this movie because Black Panther is in it and they are not part of the we who are, you know, into all 18 of the movies, but they went to Black Panther because it was awesome. It's a little less awesome in this movie. Yeah. I'm thinking they're walking out not happy is what I'm thinking. Akoyo's got all the good lines though. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But when T'Challa, when T'Challa dusts, I was mm. I was oh man, I'm did they really do that mm-hmm. to the highest grossing Marvel movie yesterday? <laughs> now right. today it's not, but you know did they really just do that? And yeah, they did. So that tells me that this is like, they're not playing around. They know exactly what they're doing and how they're doing it. Oh, but they're it, also not playing it, for keeps. Yeah. Right. In addition to infinity war, this past weekend being the number one box office hit with record breaking numbers, uh, black Panther went back up in the, in the list of what's, ranking this weekend and it's back up to the number three spot. Really? Yes. Like I said, it's still in the theater in some places. Yes. And I didn't realize it, but one of those places is right here in my town. Hopefully it's, it's here's what it's looking like. Infinity war tomorrow, Wednesday night, Spider-Man homecoming Thursday afternoon, <laughs> black Panther. So unfortunately <laughs> my kids are seeing it out of order completely in a bad way, but what can you do? There's only so much time in the week. Yeah. Yeah. And then after that, I think they'll still enjoy it. After that, I won't be watching a Marvel movie for a very long time. <laughs> well, and then the wasp is in July, right? That'll be the next one for me. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I'll have to rewatch the so, first one with my kids, but yeah. So, um, I won't, <laughs> I'll, okay. I'll just go right. Into it. <laughs> uh, so, after after Vision and, and Scarlet Witch, yeah, the, it was sad, but I kind of saw. I mean, I saw it in the trailer, so I kind of assumed that it was coming. You know, the the I have to get the Infinity Stone out or whatever. Um, I think Thanos cheated, but I I have no problem with him cheating um, by turning time. You know, turning back time. That's um, the power. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's been established already for us. Right, he's got it. He should use it, right? And I have, I liked how the it looked like Doctor Strange's power. Mm-hmm. You know, with the, with the yeah. sort of uh, magic circle things or the, whatever. The rotating um, circles where they're yeah, you can see the movement of the circles that it helps you to see like yeah, the movement of time and yeah, yeah. And I liked that. I thought that was very 
very good. And and you walked away from that going, he cheated. He cheated. But then you go, well, wait, did he? And, and the answer is no, he didn't really cheat at all. He played he played to his powers. Um, so. Right, right. Is it cheating for, you know, a grown man to race a three-year-old and win? Yeah. Because he's bigger. <laughs> No, it's not cheating. That's not cheating. For if you're gonna say, "Hey, let's race," you know, you might say it's cheating because oh, the old man should let the kid win. That's one thing. But no, if you, if you if you're saying, "Hey, let's race across the parking lot," and I'm gonna win because I'm a man with man sized legs, and you're a little kid with little kid legs, that's not cheating. Yeah, I mean, no, it's not. It's only cheating because I want our heroes to win. It's not cheating because he has a power. He has an ability to do it. He should totally use everything to his ability to accomplish his goal. If he if he hadn't used the time stone to get the mind stone out of vision, I would have been I would have called that a cheat on the on the on the part of the production staff. But he should have done what he did, and I'm glad that he did it. Because honestly, if you had if you end this movie without Thanos taking away half the population of the planet and the universe, why? Why do we have this movie? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh the Hulk. What the heck? This He's, Thanos this... is so big and scary, even the Hulk would not come out. I yeah. loved that. I was just trying to make heads or tails out of it, though. Like, is it two people now? So it's there's Banner and Hulk, and they're two people? Split personalities, uh, I guess. I, I guess, but because what happened to I'm always angry? You know, does this have nothing to do with anger now? Or Plus, the other thing was, he said, if I turn into Hulk again, I'm never turning back to Banner. I guess he got such unless a, you get shot through a wormhole. And yeah, it, and it, after a wrong. huge beatdown by Thanos. Yeah, um, yeah. I I just I didn't mind the idea. It just felt like it was coming out. It, I was just confused at first. Um, it doesn't. It feels like set up without any resolution. And where I think I have an issue with that is I don't know where there would be any resolution except for Avengers four. And so I'm looking at this going, what's happening right now. Um, it might be interesting to see if in Avengers four, Mark Ruff or Bruce Banner has, has, uh, 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 mastered the ability to, to Hulk in and Hulk out at will. But I thought he'd done that already. Yeah. Well, that's, he was living a life where he could Hulk out at will. You know, sometimes he would Hulk out that he didn't want to, but if he wanted to, he could just change. Now, what would be cool, and maybe they maybe they will do this, maybe they won't, but I would love to see Hulk basically become Hulk, but with Banner's brain and just stay that way, you know, for a while. That's that's a comic book thing where you had it was uh, Gray Hulk, I think they called him Mister Fix It, and he was he he was smart and he was kind of selfish and mean. Uh, and then there were other times when Hulk was just Bruce Banner's uh, psyche, psyche with with Hulk's body. And then there's been other stories where he literally fights himself, you know, psychologically within his brain. 
And so there's all sorts of directions they could take it. But it confused me at first when Hulk is talking back to Banner and um, just, no, not coming. What? What do you mean? No. And I'm just, wait, what is, is this new? Did I miss something? And it might be that I missed something, some of the subtleties of of the earlier movies, but I I liked it. I liked it because it just showed how scary Thanos was that not even the Hulk would come out. And I think it showed how scared Bruce was because he wasn't angry. He was scared. And that's something with the, the, the Thanos battle they had to do is just show how immensely powerful he was. Yes. And, and it worked, you know, you just, when, when Hulk comes in, everyone's like, yeah. And then Hulk gets beat up and everyone's like, what? <clears throat> yeah. But then again, we also get Bruce Banner in the Hulk buster suit. Yeah, that was fun. Yes. That was and fun. then Bruce Banner and Black Widow see each other. And there's that one little exchange and that's it. <laughs> yeah, that was the next thing yeah. on the list is it, we have we have Black Widow. And I think that'll be our last character in our list that we go through. But um, yeah, that was awkward, sad. Yeah. And resolution in part four, right? Right. Hopefully, right. yes. Avengers 4, the title is going to be Avengers, uh, Nat, and and Bruce get together, right? <laughs> That's We have to workshop that title. Okay, a, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, and the fight she had with, um, next to, and I, and I don't remember her name, I apologize, um, the, the character from Black Panther and sort of protecting Scarlet Witch. I mean, that was a great fight and it was all led by, you know, females and, and there wasn't any talk of like, I'm saving you for the boyfriend or whatever. I mean, they were fighting. Well, they were. Yeah. 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 And so. Go ahead. I was saying it it was a really cool fight and there's a lot of cool fights going on amidst that, but, but that was, that was cool. The way that they defeated her and, All right. Did we talk about Steve Rogers at all? No. <gasps> we did not. Oh, we didn't. We didn't. Okay. So he shows up. <laughs> and it's awesome. He's got a beard. And. Yeah. And fights and becomes kind of the focal point leader point for like everybody. Yeah. At the end. I mean, that's that's the Captain America I want is the guy leading mm-hmm. the Avengers and we get him. Yeah, his entrance was one of the points at my theater where there was a huge cheer when, when as soon as he steps out from the shadows. Also, when Thanos hit him on the head and knocked Steve out, I was convinced that was the end of, of Steve Rogers. <laughs> yeah, for a few <laughs> minutes. And then we see him stand up. Like later. That was quite a hit though. It was. But he I'm could surprised. do this all day, so it worked yeah. out. Well, I'm, I'm surprised that Steve even survived it because think about it. Thanos is so powerful that not even Hulk would come out. I I think at that point Hulk was being a coward. Yeah. To be completely honest, I think he was being cowardly. And 
I don't know how that's going to get resolved, but I don't necessarily think I want a Hulk being a coward, a cowardly Hulk. But my point is, is that Thanos beat up and nearly killed both Hulk and Thor. And I don't think Steve has the stamina that either one of those characters have. So a one shot to the head, like the way that Thanos did to, to Steve Rogers head. I don't. Yeah. I, so I was a little surprised that he even stood back up and he did not seem like he was having a, a, a concussion. I think Steve Rogers will <laughs> out Trump Trump's um, uh, Hulk's and Thor's stamina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and He's he's more than human. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think he's he's demigod human or, or demigod strength. I think he's somewhere just beneath. Yeah, but he's take a punch to the head strength strong. You know, he. Oh, okay. yeah. Good point. Yeah. OK, uh, so we talked about that ending a lot and <laughs> where did, what does this mean? But let's talk about the post credit. Yeah. So for me, this is where we sort of get a connection to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because both Maria Hill and Nick Fury have made guest appearances on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Sort of because these two characters prominently are shown in the movies. You know what I'm surprised about is that. All the way to the post credit was the first time we saw the event was the first time we saw Nick Fury sort of leading, leading the event. Not, it wasn't even leading the Avengers. He wasn't even like connected to them. The first person he called was somebody who we'll talk about. And I'm sure in just a few seconds, but he wasn't even like in, in Ultron. And in the Avengers, he was walking around going, okay, I want to do this. And I want to do that. And I got to, you know, he was like commanding a battle. This one, it happened so fast that there wasn't any sort of like coordination from up above. It was a lot of people reacting. Um, And so like, I wonder if he even got the, what did she say? She said something, right? What did, what did Maria Hill say? Well, they were talking about, um, I think, were they talking about calling Clint? And, something and like that. And then they were talking about calling Code Ant-Man. Red or something like that. And and that was the whole, like, she goes and looks in this, the car. There's nobody here. The helicopter crashes. They realize bad things are happening. And then it's, um, you know, call Code Red or something. I don't remember what the phrase was, but that's when he gets the device out the beeper and he activates that just as he's going. And then we see the symbol for Captain Marvel. Yeah. Woo-hoo! And yeah. also, um, um, Oh heavens. His name's gone out of my head. The guy that plays Nick Fury, Sam Jackson, Sam Jackson. Yeah. Sam Jackson. I should know that name because people have called me Sam Jackson before. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> and I look nothing like him. Uh, um, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah, short. Yeah, I'm, I'm pale because I'm a redhead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, even when I'm tan, I'm still pale. Um, uh, so 
anyways, he gets out half of his signature line yeah. <laughs> just before yeah, he, yeah. he phases out. And yeah, it's the PG 13 version of that line. Um, and I, yeah. Okay. I, I laughed. I laughed. Oh, it's a, it's a funny line. Yeah. It's a good line. Um, so that device is interesting looking. It's not a pager. I mean, it, it, it is a pager in a sense, in essence, but it doesn't look like the beeper my dad had. No, it's a it's a space beeper. Uh, it's a space beeper. That's from right. the nineties. Yeah, <laughs> it, it makes me wonder. I mean, for the first time, um, I walked out of a movie going, "I need to go read some." For the first time, I wanted to read Captain Marvel. Right, I wanted to know more of her backstory. So I might have to reactivate my Mar- Marvel Unlimited account. Yeah, um, I actually just bought. Uh, this is an interesting thing for my comic shop, but um, they do True Believers, which is a comic book line where they reprint old classic Marvel books for a dollar, and oh, they do these themed things. And so the theme this month is Thanos. And in a couple months, we've got a Fantastic Four one coming out. They'll have like 16 titles. And um, there's an Ant-Man one, I'm sure, timed to release with the Ant-Man movie. Uh, but the ones that came out this week, one of them was uh, specifically, I think, the first appearance of Carol Danvers. Or at least the story where she gets zapped by Captain Marvel's powers and and, and gets exposed mm-hmm. to that. Um but the other interesting thing that came out of this was talking to my comic book, comic book shop guy. He's saying, yeah, one thing that helps us uh, – it almost spoiled him because after Thursday, a bunch of people were calling because they wanted to get <laughs> issues that featured characters. And so it was kind of a half spoiler for him. And the same thing I, happens where they, they don't finish uh, Walking Dead early enough. And then the next Tuesday after Walking Dead is on TV, they're not open on Monday. Tuesday, right away, they get calls for issues of Walking Dead that feature first appearance of a character or that, you know, a story arc that is referenced within the, the TV show or something like that. So that was a sad thing. Like I said, they, they, they have a dance to do. They still have a couple days to get through. So it's, yeah, I, I, that's a rough thing. I, I think if I owned a comic shop, I would close on, I would close for ability to go see this thing. I would make sure I'm first in line. <laughs> I'd hire a kid to stand in the corner to, you know, take, take the money at the register or something, <laughs> but I, I would make sure that I was first in line for these things. Well, but I, I don't, I mean, that's, that's, again, that's, you know, armchair quarterbacking or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, 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 I'm nervous for your comic book shop owners. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I hope they get to see the thing. Oh, all right. Yeah. Let's not forget that this weekend is free comic book day. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so Carol Danvers, you know, um, we don't know anything about her. We especially don't know anything what they're going to do for the MCU. Um, but is there anything that you'd like to sort of quickly mention for her? 
N- no, I mean, her? she will, her movie will be an origin story. And so that's good. Mm-hmm. We will get to see her from beginning. We'll see it's in the nineties. It has agents of shield people in it. Um, earlier, in their, earlier in their career. And yeah, I would just say that she had a series recently within the last few years that was fantastic. Just a good, solid superhero story. And that's what makes me the most excited that they just chose her. I think if you're looking at the Marvel universe, uh, as far as standalone characters go, she's probably the best female to lead a movie, uh, just with just the potential of her powers and her character. And, and just, she's almost like a, um, a female Hal Jordan, uh, mm-hmm. being like a, a fighter pilot who gets powers and gets kind of drafted into a intergalactic police corps. So she's, yeah, definitely. I, I highly recommend, um, the, the more recent, uh, series that they did, they did with her and we'll go from, we'll, we'll see. We'll see, but her movie takes place in the nineties. I have a feeling the post credit might be closer to present day though. I, that's my feeling post credit for captain Marvel is her getting the message that they just sent. Oh, I'm putting right. my money down on that one. Yeah. And then, and then it leads into, um, it leads into Avengers four. This, that whole thing feels very much like, um, first Avenger leading into Avengers four. Uh, the yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and um, her um, her colleague Marvell, I believe, is also played by Neil Patrick Harris. One of my favorite actors ever. Yeah, I, I don't, it? I don't know much about the casting for this, but Marvell, the first Captain Marvel, uh, it, it has been cast for this movie, and so because originally Marvell was a a superhero in his own right. Uh, calling himself Captain Marvel, or at least he was called Captain Marvel. And then she is a legacy character from that, where she became Captain Marvel. Um, okay. Getting exposed to his DNA or something. I can't remember exactly. But I'll be reading it very soon, and it only cost me a dollar. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. It wasn't Neil Patrick Harris. It was Jude Law. Eh. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Okay. Yeah. I was think. why was I thinking it was Neil Patrick Harris? Because you're tired. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, don't have that luxury, Stuart. You do because you're going to be done now (laughs) and you're going to take off. And uh, yeah, we're going to read some feedback in a few minutes here or a few moments rather. And and in our post credit, we will talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the show and how this affects that. Um, But we want to do that in post credit because we didn't want to spoil people who haven't seen much of the shows. So, yeah, yeah. All right. This episode's running as long as the movie itself. Yeah, at this yeah. point. <laughs> uh, see you guys later. Yep. Thanks, Stuart. Bye. Bye. All right. And I'm going to play the sounder now. Shield Field Report. Okay. So it's time to hear from some, some of the listeners then and hear from you. What did you think, listeners? Um, let's see, Samantha. I think we'll start with actually. Um, Agent Mike, uh, one of our co-hosts, and nice. His subject was Thanos wins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I I just want to say his first sentence is a very interesting one. 
And it just says, don't undo it, don't undo it, don't undo it. Uh, then he says, right now, at this very moment, Infinity War is the best Marvel movie of all time. But we'll get back to that. Half the population, huh? Gone. What does that mean for agents? Who disappears? Who remains? What do the petty squabbles of S.H.I.E.L.D. and HYDRA amount to when half the universe just died? Nick is dead. Hill is dead. Ms. Marvel. Wait. Captain Marvel just got a cryptic beeper message, if she even still exists. But back to the movie. I'm left with questions, questions, and, if you can believe it, more questions. Why is the Scarlet Witch fighting people and not scrambling their brains? Wouldn't that make a lot more sense? I mean, I get why you had to break Superman, I mean Vision, right off the bat, as he might just ruin the drama, so I'll give that a pass. Also, really rough weekend for Asgard. If Thor 1 was Thor's excellent Vegas weekend, then are Ragnarok and Infinity War his bogus adventure? Plus, kind of a weak sun then? I guess it would have to be if you can stand a couple hundred meters away and look right at it. Dinklage is terrific as always. A giant dwarf or a dwarf dwarf to the Celestials? Okay, we really need to get a handle on the power levels of our heroes. They don't make any sense. Remember when I had a problem with the Iron Fist only dazing Luke Cage when a shotgun knocked him cold and messed with his memory? Well, it is worse. Here. I'm sorry, but most of these guys simply couldn't hang with Thanos. By the way, Thanos was my son's favorite character in the movie. Best Marvel villain yet. Speaking of Marvel villains, Red Skull? What? But did Thanos consider that when he snapped his fingers, he had a 50% chance of dying? That would have been awkward. I thought it's what happened when he met little Gamora. I don't get the Infinity Stones, or maybe just Thanos' use of them. I mean, give me Time Stone. I've hidden it. Well, actually, I have the Reality Stone, so poof. You really hit it in my pocket. Thanks. But back to my original thoughts. Best Marvel movie unless they collect the Dragon Balls and wish it all away. Please don't do that. The fact that half our heroes, and really important ones at that, died makes this movie have weight that the rest simply don't have. This is the perfect point to rework the entire MCU. I hope. I really hope they play with it. Anyway, as is, solid 4.75. Agent Michael. So, um, okay. That's a lot to cover. That, well, yeah. I mean, we've covered a lot of it already, but I did yeah. want to um, address the idea here that he has of this is their opportunity to rework the entire MCU. Uh, yes. With the reality stone, they could make it so that it's a different Tony Stark who's not Robbie Downer Jr. And, and continue the Tony Stark arc. <laughs> Uh, I mean, they they could rework it not just in the finite ways that us mortals in our in our um, finite and limited imaginations have said, well, they would replace Tony Stark with James Rhodey. You know, they could replace Chris Evans with Winter Soldier as the new Captain America. That's us in our finite well, minds, but they could they could recast with this and it would make sense. That's true. Well, um, we don't know yet if Winter Soldier is going to survive um, Avengers 4 because all we know is that he was crinkled to death by Thanos. Right, right. But I'm just saying, yeah. like, when we were thinking through how could we, you know, what, what what could the Avengers look like later on? And they have some clear people who could take up the mantles of our actors yes. who are retiring. You know, I mean, Captain America there are two other characters in 
the MCU who in the comics have taken over for Captain America. Falcon and Winter Soldier both took the shield and and acted as Captain America for a time. And that so that was always kind of a possibility. You know, we could still have a Captain America movie without Chris Evans. It's just Sebastian Stan. Is that Sh- his name? Yeah. Shaw. Shaw. Sebastian Stan. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, that, I mean, that's that's one thing. Which would you rather, though? Would you rather it be a legacy kind of thing that they pass on the mantle? Or would you rather that they not bother passing on the mantle and just continue focusing on new characters like Captain Marvel? Or would you rather that they use a little reality stone shenanigans and we pass the mantle on to different actors, but not to um, different characters? I think that they could just pass it along to different characters. Pass the mantle. Yeah. That'd be um, my preference too. Yeah. Um, but they do have now. <laughs> they could go all, any any one of those ways. So the other thing, uh, what does this mean for our show? Post credit. We'll talk about it after the credits. But yeah, we will definitely be talking about what does this mean for our show. All right. <clears throat> Agent Jessica wrote in and she says, subject, Infinity War. Uh, she says, hey, guys, it's been forever, but I am still here and wanted to share my thoughts on Infinity War. Non-spoiler review. Whoa. This is probably the most serious slash heavy MCU movie, even with all the humor throughout. There were some great lines for sure. It definitely is intended to be a two-part experience. And May 2019 can't come fast enough, in my opinion. I don't think I've ever been in an MCU movie where it was so quiet during the end credits and actually in the intro as well. If you haven't seen all the previous MCU movies, you might want to at least watch, at least watch some recaps. And then she gives her, her recommended viewing list and it goes like this. Captain America, but recap will be fine. The Avengers, Thor the Dark World, but a recap will probably be fine. Captain America, Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Avengers, Age of Ultron, Captain America Civil War, Doctor Strange, Thor Ragnarok, and Black Panther. A, re- a recap might work, but highly recommend watching the full thing. There is a post-credit scene that is worth staying for and actually has a purpose, but you can probably look it up online if you don't want to stick around. <laughs> I watched it in I- IMAX 3D. I recommend IMAX if you can, since it was filmed with IMAX cameras. And it is really cool to see that large, but the 3D didn't feel like it added much to the experience. As far as length goes, the two hours, 40 minute runtime didn't seem that long. A lot happens, and a few of the characters have decent arcs. And there is a there's decent character development for many for how many big characters are in the movie. I thought it was very well written and directed to include most of them pretty well. Black widow seemed to have the least out of all the original Avengers, which I'm hoping they'll make up for in the next one. All in all, I liked it a lot, but I have a hard time ranking it as fav- as far as favorites go at this point in time too soon. I recommend it, but it's probably worth viewing before taking your younger kids pretty heavy. Lots of fighting and death. Spoiler short review. I can't believe they killed so many characters and is Valkyrie dead. We didn't ever see her. I know it's most likely not permanent for most of them because that would be ridiculous. And I'm assuming this is the one timeline where they succeed, according to Doctor Strange. But still. Also, how is Tony going to get back to Earth? It's just him and Nebula on that planet. See Nick Fury and Maria Hill in the post credit scene was cool, but then they died. So I'm really curious to see how Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will handle this. I don't want to see half the team disintegrate. I have so many questions and I'm still processing it all. But I can't wait to hear your thoughts. Agent Jessica. And again, post credits, we'll talk about Agent Shield and how that handles things here. But um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, the question of 
all the people who's dead, who's not. I, I, I don't know. I, we just have to wait and see. Um, but Valkyrie, we didn't even see her. Korg, we didn't see. So, yeah. There's a lot of characters we didn't see. Yeah, well, which we don't, we didn't need any more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because then it'd be what five hours long. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I did rank it, you know. So I, I rank it as number six now in in the nineteen. And yeah. Definitely. I don't think I could rank this until I see the next Avengers movie. Oh, I well, we've talked about it, but yeah. Yeah. Okay, so um, this is from Agent Dylan, and he says, subject line, roaches in my Wakanda, it's more likely than you think. And then he says, <laughs> this is some fortune Stewart's not here, but he says, okay, Coulson wasn't the soul stone, but someone did have to die, and it was still all connected. Red Skull sure showed his Hydra colors on Vormir. The moment they landed, I was all, I'm getting serious Mavith vibes here. Then he floated up, and I was reminded of Hive. Also, see the subject line. Certainly explains a few things about Season 5A. Anyway, the movie established that Thanos likes cracking planets in half, and he was even looking at one such place in Avengers. Agent Dylan signing off. Hashtag trip lives. Hashtag (laughs) spoiler for an episode we haven't talked about yet. So, sorry, Dylan, I can't say this one. But it's from the latest Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So, Agent Dylan, if you could please just write in at least one more time and use that second hashtag because it's a good hashtag and I'm not going to use it, but uh, I can't use it here. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, Red Skull, man. That was crazy. Oh, man. That was yeah. crazy sauce. <laughs> so, all right. Well, that's the only, that's all the feedback we got right now. Uh, anyone else uh, who wants to write in about Avengers Infinity War, it will either be in a regular Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode that we read it, or it will be um, in a special just feedback-only episode, depending on how, how much we get. Uh, there were a couple people who did write in that we haven't read your email yet because we're saving it for the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, the next episode, because of... You're talking about Infinity War and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So we will get to it. We promise. And I think that's that. I think that's our episode. And what an episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, I'm and really, still not over it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, and it's more what an episode mainly because what a movie. What yeah. a movie. Um, yeah, so... I, I did want to uh, turn it over to you, Samantha, for a moment and see if you had anything you wanted to say to our listeners before we, we close things down. Yes, I wanted to say thank you for listening and a special thank you to Andrew, Adsy, Jeffrey. We have two more patrons this yes, week, we Trent and Tassel. Yes. Um, so thank the five of you very much. Uh, that's really going to help us in the podcast. Yeah, we really, really appreciate it. And... Yeah, I, I want to echo uh, Amanda. Uh, I just called you Amanda. Oh, it's Samantha. Uh, I'm used to it. <laughs> I actually have a friend who I spent uh, the week of uh, conference with and actually went and saw this movie with. Um, and so I, I work with her. Her name is Amanda. And she said she wants her autobiography to be called My Name's Not Samantha. 
So just throwing that your way there, Samantha. Apologize for calling you Amanda. But um, I don't remember what I was going to say now. Uh, oh, I want to echo Samantha's sentiments and also say thank you uh, to the, our Patreon patrons. And I also want to thank all of you listeners for listening. You guys are awesome. You make it worth our time. You make it worth not just, I mean, the movies and the TV show make it worth it too, somewhat, but um, they don't make the podcast worth it. You are what makes the podcast worth it. And so we, we do appreciate you listening. We appreciate you commenting on Facebook and commenting uh, through your voicemails and emails. So, and like I said, if you have Infinity War thoughts, please send them. Especially if you have something that we didn't talk about that we really should have. Although there was no time. <laughs> There's no time to cover everything. So we did our best. But anyway, um, Samantha, did I ever tell you about the time that, uh, that uh, Daniel and I went on a road trip? No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and in this road trip, uh, we just, it was, it was a lot of fun, uh, except he just kept getting annoyed with me because I kept talking about Star Trek and, and then I talk about the star lost and the man from Atlantis and, and voyagers and, and red dwarf and all these shows that he just doesn't watch and he isn't really into. And finally, finally, my friend, Daniel co-host co-creator of the podcast. He just looked at me and said, I don't want another single pop culture reference out of you for the rest of the trip. Understand? Thanks for listening to Welcome to Level 7. You've heard us, now we'd love to hear from you. Go to welcometolevel7.com slash feedback where you can contact us through our website. You can also leave us a voicemail by calling one seventy seven fifty five level 7 you can also join the lively conversation going on at facebook.com slash welcome to level seven or connect with us on Twitter where we're level seven pod. And remember, the seven is spelled out. Our theme music is the light fantastic by JS Earls. And you can find that at transplant.bandcamp.com. Welcome to level seven is a proud member of the noodle mix network. Find more of our award winning and award nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh and succeed at noodle.mx. Learn how to podcast, get productive in your personal and professional life, theorize over TV shows, laugh with our clean comedy, delve into science fiction and philosophy, learn critical thinking from movie reviews and more at noodle.mx. MX. And once again, thanks for listening. All right, Samantha, the big question. What about our show? And <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, and okay, so ground rules for this discussion right now, we're not going to talk about the most recent episode of agents of shield. And so that's, I mean, people of the future, you've, you've seen it. And yes, that's, that's great. We're just avoiding it right now. And, uh, the episode in question that we are not going to be talking about is option two, uh, which is season five, episode 19. We'll be talking about that in the next episode of welcome to level seven. But, um, we're not going to mention that. Uh, yeah. But let's talk about our, our show in general. Um, and the timeline of our show. Uh, clearly, everything that happened in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. up until, well, All Roads Lead, episode 18, is happening before this movie. I think we can agree on that, right? Yes. <laughs> so, 
the question is, I mean, what are they even, the big question I had was, yeah, they can go up to the end of the season and that can all happen before the movie. But where would they even go from there? Like, could Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. exist in a world where half the population just disappeared off the face of the earth? I don't know. Well, it's existed before where S.H.I.E.L.D. has fallen to pieces and because of a Hydra takeover. Yes. But here's the monkey wrench. Could it exist in that universe? Yes. And actually, there's some really, really interesting storytelling potential that we would be able to get in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that we wouldn't get in the movies. You know, because the follow-up to this is, you know, the, the, uh, I guess Infinity War Part 2 or whatever you're going to call it. Um, they're going to get another two and a half hours to fix things or whatever they're going to do. But they get two and a half hours. Or season six, they get 22 hours. Hmm. I mean, there is some awesome potential 22 hours of that world that is falling apart because half of humanity has disappeared. There's some really cool stuff you can do with that. Putting together a team to help people, you know, trying to, you know, find out who's missing, who's not. There's some really cool potential for that. The problem is there were actors in this movie who didn't know what was happening in this movie. And that's this movie. The next one, are they going to give their secrets out? Because it's possible that they could use the time stone to go back in time and make it so it never happened. And what would that mean? Season six never happened if they did what I did, what I said. Or they could use the reality stone somehow to make everyone pop back into reality. I don't know. I'm just saying, could they sustain Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. a whole season without knowing if things are going to get fixed in one year or in five minutes? We just don't know. Hmm. I'm still sort of existing on a on a plane of thought that maybe from here on out, Agent, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. may be in a slightly different universe. Ah, that is another possible solution, yeah. Yeah. Not the one I prefer, because suddenly it's not all connected. Yeah. And the other thing that happens when you do that is, was it ever part of the same universe? Yeah. I mean, once you open that door... It can go in some some odd places. But I think the answer to the question, what does this mean for our show, is if the show is canceled after season five and we get an ending to the show, it doesn't mean anything anyway. Because this movie, I'm guessing, happens after our show, after season five. But if they're doing a season six, I think their only choice is to like either do what you said or I guess the other possibility would be to do um, there's a comic called Exiles a while ago where um, they were bouncing from universe to universe and they were going into these alternate universes with alternate versions of the characters that we knew. So like Wolverine is a woman and he's Captain America or she's Captain America. You know, I just made that up. That's not actually from that series, but that kind of thing. Um so that's a possibility if they yeah. just aren't in this universe where, where all that's going on so that when they come back, 
it doesn't matter how they resolve it in part in Avengers four because they come back after it's resolved anyway. I don't know. I don't know. Or they could go back in time, you know, and, and yeah, and have adventures with uh, agent Carter. Yay. And then we find out that the person she fell in love with was Coulson. And yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. I just created a, a whole new ship. <clears throat> anyway. No, because that's sort of, that's almost like, you know, falling, going back in time and falling in love with your mother. That's nothing like that. Uh, or your she's, mother having a thing for you. Um, no, no, she's not his mother. I know, but it, it just kind of has like this creepy back to the future vibe. Because, you know, in a way, she's sort of like a grandmother, like character or a figure to Coulson yeah, as far as she'll go. I guess. Okay. Yeah. So what does this mean for our show? Who knows? <laughs> I don't think they even know. I'm wondering how many of the, you know, if, if Marissa and Jed were like sitting there in the theater going, oh, crap, how do we even do anything with this? What are we going to do? I, so. I think that they were that someone slid them a few hints. Mm, it's possible. Yeah. We'll see. We will see. Well, that's our episode. That's Infinity War. It came and why quite a movie, quite <gasps> a movie. And I'm going to go see it again tomorrow. Same here. <laughs> All right. Talk to you later, Samantha. Bye.